but the other thing too that's super important i think is how much do you love it i mean do you, does it make you happy whatever it is that you uh, are doing um do you love it enough to continue doing it you know no matter what i mean this any any art form you know whether it's playing the violin or, or you know you know dance or anything it's it's a it's a it's a marathon you know it's not a sprint Welcome to the Drew Perlman Show. Think of this podcast as the antidote to the fear, the noise, and the talking heads in the news. The show features an entertaining blend of ancient wisdom, empowering ideas, and cutting-edge, healthy living science to optimize your health and your life. So let's dive in and get started. Today's guest is Erica Ferencik. Erica is a graduate of the MFA program in creative writing at Boston University. Her work has appeared in Salon and the Boston Globe, as well as as on NPR. She is the author of the best-selling books, The River at Night and Into the Jungle. In the spring of 2019, The River at Night was optioned for film by Miramax. Well, welcome to the show, Erica. Thanks so much, Drew. It's an honor to be here. It is a pleasure to have you here. And, you know, you've written some tremendous books, as I was telling you before, Into the Jungle is one of my favorites. And uh, anyone that wants something great to read over the summer or whenever should check out Into the Jungle, um, as well as The River at Night. But you've you've been writing for a long time and (laughs) you've (laughs) you've talked about your 30-year journey to overnight success, which is such an awesome way of putting it. Can you just explain what you mean by that? Sure, absolutely. Uh, I think uh, I have been writing for 35 years, seriously, for 35 years, um, (laughs) casually before that, yeah. Um, And so I've written, uh, um, this is my 11th novel, Girl and Ice, dozens of screenplays, hundreds of essays, and I also was a stand-up comic. I did stand-up comedy um, for 10 years. So, um, But the point of saying all that is that uh, a lot of people got to know me after my debut came out, which was in 2017, you know, um, The River at Night, and they said, oh, my God, I've never heard of you. This is great. How, you know, how did you do that? <laughs> you know, and so I guess what I meant to do when I I actually gave the presentation called my 30 year journey to overnight success, sort of as a way to say it was not, uh, it was not overnight success. And actually most, most uh, journeys uh, to so-called success are not overnight when you really dig and you really look and say, you know, how did you get here? Um, And I, and I do want to talk about, you know, the concept of success and failure um, and what those things mean. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, when I was living out in California out in, um, well, the Hollywood area, I remember someone once meant once mentioned to me, they were, they were in line at like a grocery store and some, some famous actor, I'm not going to say who it was, was standing, (laughs) was standing right behind them and they couldn't get over like how old this person looked like, (laughs) like there's a notion that like you show up in Hollywood and you just like have success right away. But but even there, it's like a lot of times these people are older than you would expect because they've been at it for shorter. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. But, um, 
So, you know, you've had a lot of success with your with your books and with the movie deal. And, you know, we're all very excited to read the new one that's that you're working on right now. Um, but a lot of writers out there, you know, struggle with commercial success. And most writers don't have commercial success. Um, what what might you say about failure, particularly to a young writer who's, you know, just starting out with their career? Yeah, no, I would, I would. So first of all, I'm going to break that down a little bit. I think that um, the words are, we have to be super careful, you know, with the word success and failure. And I, you know, I, because they're very black and white words. Um, and I think that, you know, believe me, if I, you know, as a 28 year old, as a, you know, so five years into it, if I'd have given up, uh, you know, because I was rejected, um, what would that have been like? But no, no, I mean, there were 10 more years of rejection, then 30 more years of rejection. So um, the way that I looked at rejection or so-called failure, I guess you could say, was, okay, what, you know, what can I learn from this? Where, where is it that I am not, um, coming up to where I want to be. And I just actually want to talk about what I mean more succinctly is that, you know, I, it's important to make goals, have goals for yourself, you know, and your goals need to be doable. They need to be achievable. Um, and so every time, for example, I would get a rejection for a book or who knows anything, a story, an essay, whatever, uh, I would say, okay, so what, what was it about whatever I've created that didn't fit the needs of whoever wanted to pay me or have their their own, you know, they have their own thing that like say there's a magazine and, and my story didn't get in. Well, maybe it didn't fit in because it wasn't right for the magazine or they'd already published a story like it. Or frankly, my story wasn't good enough. But I guess I always parsed the information. Of course, I had an emotional reaction. We all have emotional reactions to these things, but, um, you know, every step along the way after I would have my, you know, over my, after my crying jag or my, you know, swearing, <laughs> uh, <laughs> cursing, uh, I would say, all right, so what really happened here? You know? Um, and, but the other thing too, that's super important, I think is how much do you love it? I mean, do you, does it make you happy? Whatever it is that you, uh, are doing? Um, do you love it enough to continue doing it, you know, no matter what? I mean, this, any, any art form, you know, whether it's playing the violin or, or you know, you know, dance or anything, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a marathon, you know, it's not a sprint. And um, if you don't love, like for in my case, you know, if I don't love sitting alone in a room eight hours a day, why would I do that to myself, you know? <laughs> Why would I do that to myself? I would say, I would say to someone who doesn't, who, had, who there are people who I think who like the idea of being a writer, um, but you know maybe they love the idea more than they love the actual you know doing. You have to love it, you know. Believe, but that said, of course, you know I don't love it. I mean, I get incredibly frustrated, you know, out in my little studio. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, not every day is is pretty, I tell you, but. Um, there has to be a reason that you that you that you continue with or there's believe me the world is full as i'm sure as everyone knows the world is full of other needs with that you can fulfill so 
But if you do love it, um, I would say instead of thinking in terms of failure and success, think in terms of goals. Like your goal might be, okay, I just want to be published in a magazine this year. Okay, how am I going to achieve that goal? Um, or I, as a novelist, I say to myself, all right, listen, I, I, my dialogue sucks. I need to understand how to write powerful dialogue. Okay, so what am I going to do? I'll take some classes. I'll, 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 I'll work on it, you know, and say, say you, you know, just, just goal setting, I think is just so powerful. Um, because these are, you know, writing a novel is just, it's just an, an absolutely enormous task. I mean, well, you have to keep, Yeah. So I rambled. I just rambled. No, no, that was good. That was you. You're saying a lot of great stuff. This is this is okay. going to be so helpful for hopefully someone sitting out there listening to this and like, oh, this is exactly what I needed to hear. But um, Erica, so and I love how you say, you know, how it's about loving the craft of of okay. writing, not just the idea, but loving the actual craft of doing the work. Yeah. Other, why should you make yourself miserable? I mean, you're an important part of the world. You know, you need to find what find what makes you happy, what gives you bliss, uh, because, you know, we all reverberate against each other. You know, uh, it's very subtle, but it's true. Um, and maybe your definition of success today is, you know, geez, I want to I had a bad day with thinking about this pandemic. I need to take better take take better care of myself. I'm going to reach out to two people and make sure they're doing all right. Uh, maybe that's your goal of the day and it has nothing to do with your your passion maybe that's something that your soul needs for that day you know i mean it's you know you're writing your bliss it's 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 bigger than just that one thing it's your whole self you know what i'm saying totally i love it i love that um erica did you always know that you wanted to be a writer <laughs> well uh i wrote little things when i was young but i've always been um a renaissance person pretty unemployable I mean I I was a, yeah I mean I study I was a well I I was a fine artist I was a painter up until I was 26 years old I had exhibits I had you know sales I was I was doing okay and then I woke up literally it was I just woke up and I was like I have no interest in painting ever again I just <laughs> I was like, whoa, and I, I couldn't express what I wanted to express with paint that I knew that I could express with words. So I really completely turned the big ship around, you know, to focus on how I'm, and I knew it was going to be novels. So, uh, you know, I was listening to Robert McKee. Robert McKee is a, a wonderful teacher, and he was asked by a student, you know, how do you know when you're done? <laughs> really learning all this stuff and the guy's almost 80 years old and he's like he said you're never done you're never done and and that's true you know you're never done learning but to answer your question yeah it was um you know I've been a dancer I've been uh, pretty much a lot of different things but this is the thing that I've concentrated on um for three decades plus now so wow who I knew just, you you were a dancer stand-up comedian a painter i didn't even know all yeah. this stuff this is yeah this and is i wild. worked construction for a few years you know and it, i mean i did a lot of things to to you know like a lot of artists i think do to make time to have to do their art you know to whatever it is you need to do to to do what drives you you know 
I think that's that's why I did those things. That's 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 so cool. So um, so as a writer, um, I think a lot of people would love to know what your process is like if they were behind the scenes with you, um, a day in the life of Erica working on her new working on her new book here, Girl on Ice. Um, what does your process look like when you're writing a new book? Well, the process, the day that, so, so the process of writing a new book is um, the first thing you need, all right, the way I do it, the first thing I need is an idea. And I, that's as complex and simple as it sounds. Um, I don't just need any idea. I need an idea that is that has legs enough for a book. Um, it has to have, it has to be an idea. I mean, and I have ideas all the time. You know, I have three ideas a week that I think are fabulous, but then I go to sleep and I wake up and I think that's the dumbest freaking idea you've ever had, you know? <laughs> so it has the idea, the great idea has to survive months of thinking about it. Um, it also has to be a book that I would be a good person to write. I'm not going to write like the history of Pakistan or something. I'm not, you know, it has to have something that, that I can relate to. And if I don't know about personally, I can, I can, you know, research like I did with into the jungle, into the jungle. I went to Peru for a month and to the rainforest and I interviewed tons of people. I read dozens of books. I, but I felt enough affinity with the story that, that I could write it. Um, so the book, so the find, first find the idea, then I write, um, I sort of taffy everything out. I taffy it out into three acts. Like who are the characters? What's happening? I need to know the beginning, middle and an end. And then I keep taffying it out like a screenplay. I've written dozens of screenplays. Um, so I understand scene structure. So I just say, okay, so taffy it out. Um, it's about a three month process before I have a very detailed outline. My outlines are around 60 pages. Mm. Um, I have to know what happens and before I actually do the, the sort of, I, I'll call it the fun part, but it's still grueling. The part of actually writing the book. Um, and I do this process because I've gotten in trouble so many times before without doing the steps and finding myself halfway through a book and saying, what the hell happens next? I've set myself up for a disaster or, you know, just, uh, it's a, it's a, it's my process. And I, I, I think that, you know, writing a novel, it's like, it's as complex as it's more complex than building a house. And why would you build a house without a blueprint? Why would you, um, you know, it's it's a you need to know plot character development pacing uh, the requirements of your genre um it is it is enormously complex and we we only live so long so you don't want to waste years rewriting novels you right. really don't <laughs> you really then you really will hate it really so. when, when you're actually working on the book do you have like a set period of time that you write like do you write in the morning do you have a routine that you follow well, I, I, I work from two to nine and, and before two o'clock, I do things like exercise, pay bills, do emails, promotional work, you know, uh, wait for the washer dryer guy to come, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, that kind of thing. Um, but, uh, and from two to nine, yeah, that's when I'm, that's when I'm out there. 
pretty much. And, you know, I try to do five days a week unless I'm on deadline, and then it creeps to seven days a week, which is not a healthy way to live. (laughs) But sometimes you have to do what you have to do, so. That's great, Erica. So, um, you know, we were talking earlier about the power of purpose, and I was telling you, I was telling you that I am convinced that, you know, even if people are eating the healthiest diet, they're exercising every day, they're meditating, if, if they're not living their purpose, their bliss, the reason, in my opinion, the reason they are here on this planet, I mean, it's really hard to be healthy. It's really hard to be happy about anything. So if there's someone out there who's not following their bliss, maybe they want to be a writer, maybe they want to make films, maybe they want to, you know, start their own business, whatever, what might you tell them? you know, as kind of that nudge or, or, or whatnot to kind of get them going in the direction of their, of their purpose, their bliss? Well, I think maybe, um, you know, not to be presumptuous about everyone who's listening, but, you know, I think everyone doesn't, I think for every person who doesn't follow their bliss, there's a different reason that they don't follow their bliss. Maybe they feel like it's going to take up too much time or they'll be, but a big feel, a big fear is failure. You know, a big feel is fear is failure. And I just want to just remove that word from the English language. I just do because yeah. I mean, we are such a freaking judgmental culture, horrible. Uh, you know, I believe that writing a book is an act of generosity and it's an act of love. You know, you wrote this incredible book, uh, which, you know, for it was it four faces of personal power, four faces. I know it's four faces of transformation. That's OK. That's OK. And, and um, you know, yeah, you know, and I wrote the books that I wrote and it's like, yeah, they're flawed. But guess what? You know you put that out into the world. That was your gift to the world. And that is, you know, that is what, that is what counts, you know? Um, So I guess I would say, try to figure out what it is that's holding you back. If it, if it is failure, try to be nicer to yourself, kinder to yourself. Um, You know, it's, it's almost a cliche, love yourself, but, but I'm sorry, people, you have to, you have to. Um, try to find if it's something you want to do and that, and that you're, you're afraid that, um, you're not going to be good enough. Um, you, you need to at least just try, just try little steps. Again, I go back to goals, you know, do you know how bad my writing was when I first, I mean, I mean, I was looking at it the other day and I was like, wow, but you know, I persisted, I persisted and I, I tried to find the difference between, you know, who was judging me. Like, you really have to look at, you know, where does the reaction come from? What are they trying to say to you? And let me just say quickly, um, there's this place uh, called Grub Street. Grub Street is a creative writing uh, sort of school in Boston. And every year they have this conference called The Muse and the Marketplace, which is such a beautiful um, perfect title for what writers are trying to do or who are trying to find quote unquote commercial success. And that is, you know, you're trying to find the intersection between the muse, that is what you love to do and how you love to do it creatively and the marketplace. 
Mm. Right? You are trying to understand where those two circles intersect so you can have quote unquote, I say quote unquote commercial success because maybe you write a book and you're happy with it and it doesn't sell. It's still a success. It's still a success. You know? Absolutely. Uh, so, but maybe your goal, going back to that word, is I want commercial success. I want to sell this book. And so for 30 years, I wrote books that did not have, that did not, you know, meet at that intersection between my muse and the marketplace. They were somehow askew. They didn't quite fit. And so finally one day, I kind of, actually quite consciously in some ways, wrote The River at Night thinking, okay, here is something that I think the marketplace will like and something that I can stubbornly stay with my vision of what I want to write. So, but that took me, nothing that's going to take, you know, the listeners 30 years. They may, they may find, they may achieve that, that goal much sooner than me. Gosh, I hope they do. But it's, um, uh, have I answered the question? I think I'm just rambling. You, no, you, yeah, that was great. That was great. Um, you know, it just reminded me of this great quote I heard from Beckett. And and I love I love what you say about failure. And I agree with you completely. The only thing, as I would say, is I, I know in my own life, I did. I had a strong fear of failure. Oh, and who doesn't? I love how Beckett sort of to take the fear out of the failure part. He has this quote. He said, ever tried, ever failed, no matter. Try again, fail again, fail better. And I, I just love that idea of fail better. Like, there's nothing yeah. like, like failure is cool. Everyone who's ever, you know, achieved anything has failed and failed and failed and failed. And that's okay. It's like part of the, the learning process, like a kid, right. you know, like getting up and falling down when they're trying to walk yeah. or whatever. If you, you know, you know, if you, if you've tried, you, you, you can't, you, you, if you haven't failed, you haven't tried. You really haven't tried. I'm sorry. Totally. No one, no one hits it out of the park, especially the first time around, unless you're incredibly lucky. Um, and then, then what will happen with your next work? You know, I mean, you really, um, whatever it is you're trying to do, you, you need to learn the basics. I mean, before I could draw, you know, before Picasso drew um, abstract work, he studied the body. He knew how that, he knew everything about human anatomy. And then he and then he went wild and he became, you know, he became himself. You know, he did what he wanted to do. Absolutely. But I mean, we we need to learn the basics. We're we're all we're all born knowing pretty much nothing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, uh, we have to go from there. So Absolutely. Erica, what are some of the healing tools in your in your toolbox that help to keep you sane, focused when you're writing or just, you know, in daily life? Well, I'd like to, I think structure is really important. Um, you know, when I say two to nine, I really, sometimes I'm there three to eight, sometimes I'm three to 10. I think structure is super important. Um, I think listening to, listening to your body, uh, getting enough to, getting really good food in you, you know, for the most part, getting sleep, paying attention to your emotional needs, your psychic needs, your social needs, physical needs. I mean, every day, I think I, when I was at my lowest point in, in my life, when I'm not, you know, when none of these books sold and I'd lost my job and 
I couldn't find a job and it was just a really bad period. Um, I started taking a walk in the woods um, once a day and I just hadn't, I, I just hadn't thought about nature as much as I've thought about it in the past 20 years. But, and that one thing I did just anchored me. I went and I still do this. I still go every day, rain, snow, sleet. Um, I love rain. I love walking in the rain. Mm. Um, because I really believe that nature heals us. I mean, there's so much that they don't know about the benefits of walking in nature. Yes, they know it. it it is a benefit, but um, the nuts and bolts of it, they don't know. And that doesn't even matter for the purposes of going out there and, and not staring at a screen for a while and putting your phone away and being quiet. Um, that Anyway, that works for me. I don't mean to be preachy about it. but no. And it's also important to, to look for balance, um, take, day, take a day off. I mean, a real day off, you know. Um, as much as you can. Uh, that's how that's how I stay sane. And I used to love to travel. I will travel again. We all will. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, Erica, you know, you may have just answered it, but for anyone listening who is feeling a little bit hopeless, powerless right now about their life, about their future, and you may have just said it, but what would be one thing they could do today that might begin to help and take their their life in a new direction? Well, I think if you're feeling stuck that way, a good thing to do is um, a kind thing to do to your, for yourself is to, uh, you know, take a step back and assess your situation. You know, assess your situation instead of feeling frantic. I mean, our feelings pass. Our feelings are evanescent. You're going to feel a different way an hour from now, from now that you maybe felt yesterday. Assess your situation, you know, honestly ask yourself, you know, am I, am I feeling, am I, you know, taking care of basic needs, my food, clothing, shelter? I mean, you can't really work on your bliss unless those basics are taken care of. If those aren't taken care of, you know, assess what you can do about it. Um, and then, and then make just small goals. I know I keep saying goals, but just uh, small steps toward what is it that I can do about Maybe I don't have time to write because of childcare. Maybe I don't have time to, you know, take take the dance class, say post COVID, because of some situation. Well, well, how can I how can I figure out how to get to that first step? People, it's just, you know, I'm sure everyone knows. Like once you start something, you you're you've opened a door, and maybe quite unconsciously closed a door that's been negative behind you. You know, you've opened a good door. You know, they say it takes, I think, seven weeks to create a habit. Seven weeks isn't that long. But um, yeah, I would just say be kind to yourself. And I would say as an artist, it's super important to, you know, again, I was looking at my some older writing. I'm going through my files because um, I just I'm, I need to clean my paperwork up. But, you know, just looking looking at some writing I did 25 years ago and I remember, you know, being angry at myself because it didn't, it didn't sell or whatever. Um, but I was really angry at myself, you know. Um, I guess I would say to that person, um, you know, you're a different person 
as a 20 year old artist, as a 25 year old artist, 30, 35, 45, up to my age, 60. Okay. You're going to be a different artist and you have to love yourself at each stage and forgive yourself, you know, for your so-called, you know, the F word failure, Mm. because all you've done is just progressed. I'm going to write a different book five years ago, five years from now that I'm writing today. But I'm sure as hell not going to trash myself for writing what I wrote today because it's what felt right today. You know, it's what felt right. How, how we can't do any different from that. We right. can't. Right. That's all we have. You know, uh, so I think that, you know, I think I would have been a much healthier person if I if I accepted myself a little bit more um, for who I was then. I mean, look at it. I mean. You know, you just see these things, uh, you know, actors look back on their worst, most horrible movies they've ever made. You know, it's like, and they made some real dogs. I mean, some incredibly (laughs) talented, you know, actors have made some total crap, but they're not sitting around beating themselves up. Maybe they're hopefully forgiving themselves, you know. Um, And so that's that's what you have to remember. But and also. Don't just be the artist. Remember that all art comes from your life. It comes from your life. Feel free to live your life. You know, don't lock yourself in a room for 20 hours a day if, if unless you want to. But I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, you know, take that. Vac- these are mistakes I've made. Like take that vacation. Uh, go to that crazy party. Uh, you know, to get the experiences you need to. You know, you can rationalize and say it's for your art. <laughs> it's for your art. It really is. Wow. That's where art comes from. So yeah. uh, look look for balance out there, kids. You know, it's achievable, really. It so is. much beautiful wisdom there. Okay, Eric, oh. <laughs> last question, Erica. If you had the opportunity to travel back in time, say 40, 45 years or so, I mean, you kind of just answered this, but yeah. what what words of wisdom would you would you would you share any other words of wisdom with your younger self? Just really what I just really what I said. Um, just be so forgiving of yourself. Um, and 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 at the same time, you know, we we did talk about this when we were actually off the air. Um, we talked about. Well, actually, I was talking about my research that I did for Into the Jungle. I went to um, I went to the rainforest for a month, and frankly, I was I was I was frightened. I read all these terrifying books about you know, snakes and scorpions and so on. So I was speaking to the head of the lodge where I was going to stay. Um, and I said, I, I, I was honest. I said, look, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. You're out in the middle of thousands of miles of, um, you know, jungle. I'm frightened by this. And he said, he, he said, how old are you? And I told him, you know, and he said, well, you know, I'm a few years older and, and, and I'm ill and I can't do it anymore. I can't do this sort of thing anymore. So, so don't assume that you're always going to be, have an opportunity. Don't assume that, you know, um, you will always, not to be negative, but don't assume you'll always be in great health or you'll always have the time or the energy. Um, you know, there's a lot to be said for just, you know, <laughs> just taking the journey. You know, we, we don't know how long we're going to be here. We really don't. And, um, you know, this whole COVID thing, I'm sure, has taught us how important life is and, you know, how what's important and and to 
you know, to, to, to not put off joy. Don't put it off. You know, it's, it's a, we have, we're, we're mortal people running around here. Thank you for listening to The Drew Perlman Show. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. In the words of Mark Twain, 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than the things you did do. So throw off the bow lines, sail away from the safe harbor, and catch the trade winds in your sails. Explore, dream, discover, and stay well, everyone. 